Monmouth is widely viewed as a Christian nation. Many of our core values and beliefs as a society are rooted in our historical stance of being a God-fearing country. With this in mind, we would like to delve into God and his views on money, wealth, and finances. We will take a look at what the Bible and scripture says about money management and wealth creation and how it can apply in our practical everyday lives. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of CFile Talks. I am Senior Financial Literacy Coach Richard Pinder, along with Senior Financial Literacy Coach Shanice Taylor. Join us today as we discuss the significant topic of God and money. Today, we also have a special guest on the show who Mrs. Taylor would now introduce. Good morning, everyone. We have a special guest. His name is Dr. Stephen Munro. He was born in Nassau, New Providence, with a love of business and entrepreneurship. At the age of 19, after a year enrolling into Barry University, he decided to return home and produce and pursue his dreams as a business owner. Upon his return, Dr. Munn realized that his life was going down the wrong path and decided to give his life to the Lord. From this turning point, he has pastored over 26 years and is currently the senior pastor of Believers Embassy International. Outside of church ministry, he's an established businessman in New Providence, being the founder and owner of Creative Designs by by Monroe's Landscaping, the Garden Depot. It is one of the country's largest garden centers in New Providence. He is married to Nadine Monroe and has three wonderful children, Emmanuel and his twins, Grace and Favor. His credentials include a Bachelor's of Arts in Theology, a Master's of Science in Business Administration with a major in Leadership, PhD in Theology, and he's also the CEO and founder of SEMI, Stephen Munro International. He is also the author of three books. We thank you, Dr. Munro, for being our guest on the show. Welcome. Good to be on the show with both of you and looking forward for a dynamic time. Yes, yes. So let's jump on into our very important topic this morning. So um, as you know, we've been doing this podcast for a while now and we realized that, you know what, we didn't start at the beginning. We didn't talk about what God thinks about money Um, because a lot of times when persons think about money, they don't think about the Bible. They don't think about what scripture says. And of course, as you know, Dr. Monroe, Everything is in the Bible that you need to know. Everything that you need to know about how you operate your life, it's in the Bible. And so what we wanted to cover today was what's the practical use of that? Well, how can everyday Bahamians apply their finances to what God says and what God has to say about that? Well, let me let me just start off by saying first and foremost um, that, you know, for the sake of every listener uh, today in, in the audience, you know, as it relates to kingdom prosperity, you know, I would um, even go a bit further to say as it relates to God cares about our money. He cares about us holistically um, and and he wants us to prosper holistically. You know, Third uh, John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. And one of the reasons why I say um, holistic prosperity is because... Um, money also is a part 
of that holistic prosperity. God wants us to be prosperous um, in our health. He wants us to be prosperous in our relationships. He wants us to be prosperous in our emotions. Um, he wants us to be prosperous mentally, um, you know, and then of course, he wants us to be prosperous in our finances. And so I would say that, you know, the, the Bible talks about over 2,350 times about either wealth, finances, money, prosperity, land in the Bible. So that, that tells a whole lot about what God thinks about money, what he thinks about prosperity. Um, and, and really and truly the subject of, of prosperity or wealth uh, as a biblical um uh, principle standpoint, you will find that it's more talked about and life lessons in the Bible than it is about faith, which is about 500 and something times, um, love, all right, um, you know, miracles and so forth. So I think that, you know, again, it is important for us to, to understand what God thinks about prosperity and wealth. Let's think about God like this, Okay. The Bible says that God, um, Jesus, who he says that he came from above, who became, who was rich, who became poor so that we can become rich. Okay. Keep in mind now, and I'm going to tell you where he came from, where he came from, the streets are made of gold. All right. All right. The, the gate is a pearl. So if you have a problem with wealth, as a believer, if you have a problem with prosperity as a believer, and I've heard persons throw out prosperity gospel and all that type of stuff. There's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. There is only one gospel, uh, the gospel of grace and so forth. Yes. And I think I think it's so important that you mention how much times it's mentioned in the in the scripture because um, we talk about it further where we have this myth in our culture where People think that because you are a Christian, because you are a believer, you're supposed to live this meager, menial life. And so I, I think that's it's so it's so it's so crazy that people have that kind of mentality that, you know, we don't actually that's why we wanted to kind of apply it to real life because persons don't understand, hey, God doesn't want you to be poor. He doesn't want you to be broke. He wants you to be happy. See, he wants the, you to have things exactly. that make you happy. The thing is, is that we have been indoctrinated. Yes. Okay. Or our, from our forefathers, we have been indoctrinated over many years. When I was coming up more than 30 plus years ago, I gave my heart to the Lord. And when we were coming up, as we was concerned, you know, you had to be um, humility or, I mean, humility is, is good. Yeah. But in other words, you you had to look a certain way and that would show you you humble and, and so forth. But I do not subscribe to that teaching. I believe that the God we serve is a wealthy God. He wants the best for his, 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 his children. A matter of fact, the Bible is a book, all right, of a king, his kingdom, and his citizens. Okay? And, and, and if you look at any kingdom, any king, the responsibility of the king is to make sure that the citizens of that kingdom is well taken care of. And so this, this this is the God that we serve, all right? And again, like I said, the streets are paved with gold, yeah. you know? I, I like how Richard said, you know, going back to the basics, you know, because like Prophet Monroe said, 
he said that God, you know, in heaven, it's streets of gold, you know, so God give us everything. God give us our vision, you know, from him, we mimic, okay, creating visions and bringing it forth. So in terms of our money, we should also know his intention of ruling and having dominion over our money. And we should not have a mindset that we're going to be, you know, poor, you know, be, be modest in our living. Um, and I think that's very important because we have a lot of people that live, that listen to the show and, you know, they may be believers. Some may not be, but believers may think, oh, you know, I don't want to focus too much on saving and investing and and wealth. You know, they, they feel as though with some evilness connected to it. But, you know, thank you very much, Dr. Monroe. But let me add to that because keep in mind that the original intent for mankind, when God created man in his image and after his likeness, the Bible says that he blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, and have dominion in the earth. Okay, that's a kingdom principle. Yes, and don't forget, Eden had everything that man could ever want. Oh, God, God. Eden had everything man could ever want. Exactly. Yes, you absolutely. Know, a matter of fact, to, 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 to really add to that is, Keep in mind, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we go through it as well, because when you talk about Eden, all right, Eden is the presence of God. Yes, God placed man in Eden. He gave man um, dominion over the land. But watch this. Even God in his infancy knew that the land that we should never be boxed in to one stream. And we're going to talk about that because it talks about a river that was in the garden, that that flowed out with four streams. And so I believe that, you know, every individual should not be locked in to one stream of income. There should be at least four streams of income, minimum of four streams of income, so that it secures your wealth. All right? So, you know, we... I'm gonna love it. <laughs> I'm gonna love this. So I just want to good stuff. I just wanted. To, I just want to kind of be talked a little bit about your background and your history in the introduction. Um, so I want to kind of make a parallel just for our listeners because we talked about we have various types of people listening to our show, and so I just want to to get your opinion on your views before you were a spiritual leader as far as the as money and your views now. But how and how it's changed. Well. I would say this, that um, I've become much more wiser in my dealings, you know, um, as it relates to, to money and so forth. What reason why I say that is because it's important for us not to put all of our eggs in one basket. Because now if you stumble and fall, you lose the whole thing. All right. And so it's important for us to make sure that we have, again, different streams of income. We should not just rely on just a job. We should not just rely on just one business. You know, we should spread our wings and um, step out by faith and and really explore. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit about calculated risk, which is faith. All right. And all of this has to do with God. You're going to see it. But as it relates to where I'm at now, put it like this. I do not make decisions, business decisions, without first acknowledging God. I don't care how good it sounds. 
because it can sound good, but it does not mean that this is what God wants me to do. All right. And so not every job, not every contract, not every position is going to be for me. And so I have to ask God, and this is what I do. The Bible says that the wisdom of God is first pure and peaceable. All right. So I don't make decisions if there's no purity in it. This is a key to hit bullseye for every time. This is God's way. All right. He says, if you acknowledge him, trust the Lord. Proverbs 3, trust the Lord in all of your ways. Acknowledge him in all of your ways. And he shall do what? Direct your path. And so that's what I do. So as it relates to where I used to be, sometimes I used to just recklessly jump into things and then lose it. All right. Um, and and it's, it's almost like, again, like I said, if you put all of your eggs in one basket, you fall down, you lose everything, you know? So we have to use wisdom um, as it relates. Wisdom, Proverbs 4 and 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. That word principle is translated um, in the Hebrew as the chief thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. See, faith allows us to get it, but wisdom allows us to keep it. Wow, that's powerful. And um, like like he said, you know, before before becoming a spiritual leader, you know, we just would make decisions. Yeah. And we all on this show, we always tell persons, you know, be careful. Even if you're investing, even if you're going out into the business, you talk about wisdom, you know, going out there researching and also to profit added, you know, also to seek direction, seek clarity from from God. You know, just don't jump into anything. And, and that's very important. And also, Richard, I don't know if you noticed, Dr. Munro was also talking about some investment terms. Yes. He's talking yes. about diversification with not putting your eggs in one basket. Yeah, you know, that's one of the principles. He's our message today. <laughs> yeah. That's our message today, absolutely. But, but keep in mind now, see, is okay, you should get counsel from God as well as counsel from men. Yeah. Now, what do you mean? So if if... If I do due diligence, I check with God. I connect with people who've already been down this road and get their perspective. Because Proverbs 11 and 14 says, there is, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So why should I reinvent the, the wheel? Right. What? Why? <laughs> why? If it ain't broke, what are you fixing it for? <laughs> so use what I have, the, the, the resources, the, the people around me. And, and, you know, these are the things that I had to learn. And when God gave me wisdom as it relates to wealth management and so forth, I made some dumb decisions. We all have. Wow. All right. <laughs> I, have, have. I have made some decisions that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I regret it because I look at every failure as, as a, a lesson. lesson. Absolutely taught you something it taught me something so whatever i went through financially i know what it is to be bankrupt and then god gives me wisdom to bounce me back but if i never went through that how am i be able to to be here today to speak to the masses and let them know that even if you make a mistake you failed in a business you can still get up and still become successful absolutely absolutely 
Yes, and, and that kind of brings piggybacks onto my next point. But I want to talk about one of the one of the most, I guess, famous uh, scriptures and and parables in the Bible. When we talk about biblical principles principles and money, is of course the parable of the talents. Oh, yes, the parable of the talents, D- definitely. Um, well, and, I, and I think you started to talk about it too. So of, let's, of let's course, talk about that. Of course. Well, put it like this: that um, again, I believe that we are stewards of our money. That's why I believe God cares about our money. Okay, because the talents, the the, the stewards, it's, it talks about, he says that the kingdom of heaven, all right, is as a man who goes and gives his investment and he gives one five, he gives one two, and he gives one one. And then he goes on a long journey to come back and, and to give an account of what you have done with it. You understand? The Bible says that we should occupy till he come. In other words, that word occupy means to do business. We're not just saved to go to heaven. We are saved to be occupying until he comes. Do business as he comes. All right? Before he comes. So when it talks about the five talents, that's that's investment. You call that investment. So even God expects for us to invest. Okay, um, so he gives one five, he gives one two, he gives one one. The one that had five, he then invested his Lord's money and did what? It talks about talents, but it's really talking about money. Okay, and he gained five more. The one who had two gained two more. But the one that had one, he buried the Lord's money because he said that you were hard man reaping where you do not sow. All right. And watch this. When, when the master came, he says to them, I need the account of what you've done with the money. And the one had five extra. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. He said, you have been faithful over the little. Let me tell you something. Little is much when God is in it. Don't look at what you make. Look at what you can save and how you can invest. Are you hearing me? The one that had two also doubled it up. And the one that had one, he said, you a wicked and a slowful servant. And he says, cast him out. So investment is important. I normally tell people that savings do not make you rich. Investment brings you into rich or wealth. Yes, and I think I think a plug in there would be the Bahamian saying, "Scared money don't make money." <laughs> Scared money don't make money. <laughs> and if you want to make money, you got to invest money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I guess we can go into what biblical principles can help us further understand, you know, God's view on money. Awesome. So, um, here it is. Um, Psalms thirty-five twenty-seven says that um, God takes pleasure in the prosperity. Of his servants. Actually, it reads this Let them shout for joy and be glad for uh, who favor my righteous cause, and let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified. All right. Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says, Remember the Lord, that it is He who gives you the power, the ability, the wisdom to get wealth, to gain wealth. Okay. Um, so, so he takes pleasure in the prosperity of the saints. He takes pleasure 
In other words, God has no problem with you living your best life. He has no problem with you having a lot of money. He has no problem. See, the thing is, God don't want you to, to be in competition with money and him. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But God's perspective, here it is, on money is, write them down if you're listening. Money should never become your master. Never become your master. Matthew 6 and 24 helps us with that. He says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, here it is. Because some people take this out of context when they say you cannot serve God and mammon. Now, what it's really saying is we should not put money over God. All right. And so number two, we should, we should enjoy the fruits of our labor. This is God's perspective on money. All right. Ecclesiastes helps us with that. It says, here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun and all day of his life, which God gives him. God gives us life for it is his heritage for, for, for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth. God has given riches and wealth to men. All right. And given him power to eat of it and to receive his inheritance and rejoice in his labor. So God gives us um, wealth to also enjoy. This is his perspective on it. Okay. Number three, money should be used to help humanity. He who shows pity to the poor lends to the Lord. But the Lord will do what? pay you back all right so god's perspective as it relates to money we should help humanity it's not about just for us M money should have a mission i'm gonna talk a little bit about that as well so so it should be there to help humanity number four you should be a good steward of money we talked a little bit about that with the talents and money should be used for investment okay we, the Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. In order for a good man to leave an inheritance for his children's children, he has to leave an impact and legacy for the next generation. There should be a wealth transfer. There should be a, a legacy of wealth, you know. And, 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 you know, it's sad because we go to school we're in high school. They don't teach us about this. That's something we talk about all the time, unfortunately. They don't teach us about <laughs> this. We talk about. And, and that's the whole basis, too, for the, the show, financial literacy. That's something that's, I mean, you study impactful. economics yeah, or impactful. accounts, but there's no simple money management, simple money management yes. day to day. Practical and like, like you just day. said, yeah. no. No. And that's, that's kind of sad. But when we talk about, Dr. Mon, when we talk about, I think, something that we can't, we kind of struggle with in terms of how much money should we give away and how do you balance your ambition versus helping others? And I think a lot of persons struggle with that. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I would say that, you know, as it relates to, you're talking about giving away, 
the Bible talks about this. All right. It says there's one that gathers. And that's why I say that wisdom is always the principal thing. Money must have a, a, have a mission. Just like as faith is the currency for heaven, money is the currency for the earth realm. Faith moves. Money must move. Faith without works is dead. So is money without a mission is also dead. So you must have, you must have faith. You must have a mission for money. So here it is. Persons that, that give away all that they have is quite obvious. They don't have a mission for their money. Their money does not have a purpose. When your money has a purpose, you have tunnel vision. It doesn't mean that you cannot give, all right? But then your money has a purpose. It has a mission. Most people get paid on a Friday, all right? And most of them are broke by Monday. Why? Because they loosely give. The Bible talks about a slack hand. Okay, and it talks about a diligent hand. It says that a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, so shall your poverty come upon you. All right, which means if you're always procrastinating or you're always slacking your hands, then your poverty comes upon you if you're lazy. And then, of course, he says the diligent, the hands of the diligent shall rule. The hands of the diligent shall be made rich. Okay, there's one that gathers and has nothing. But then there's also one that scatters. Now, here is the wisdom in this. When you give, you should give with a mission, with a purpose, understanding what you're giving into. Let me, let me help you with that. So let's use a farmer for an example. A farmer goes to his field to sow his seed. When the farmer goes to the seed uh, to, to the field to sow his seed and he plants his seed, he has faith. What is the faith? The faith is I've sown my seed and in a few months I'm looking for a harvest. That's why I tell people don't tell me that that you give and don't look for nothing in return. Everyone that gives should look for a harvest. There's a harvest. The harvest may come in different ways. Okay. But he sows the seed. Now here it is. Whatever a man sows, he shall reap. So you can't sow corn and expect to get grapefruits. You can't expect to sow oranges and expect to get lemons. All right. The seed that you sow will produce the harvest that you desire. And so, so anytime you are sowing your seed or giving, you should give with a purpose. Give, find good grounds. Do you realize that the seed is not, has no value unless it hits the ground? It's the ground that germinates the seed. The seed can sit on the shelf for five years and nothing happens. But the minute it is in the right ground, you start to produce.
Wow, this this topic of God and money is very powerful. Yes, it is. And we will conclude today on our first portion segment of God and Money. We want to thank again Dr. Stephen Monroe for being our guest. And we took away our tidbits on money, that it should not be our master. It should be used for humanity and it should also be invested and also help us to leave inheritance for our children. So thank you, our listeners. Thank you, CFAL, for sponsoring the show. Until next time.